Hello listeners, this is Lee Price. This is Will Ford from Football365. And you're listening, smartly, to At, At The, the Bridge, Bridge Pod, Pod, a Chelsea, Chelsea FC podcast. podcast, although I would describe it as THE Chelsea FC Podcast. from Eden Hazard, Kai Havertz in the Champions League final, Ivanovic! In the middle, it's just behind him, but it's by Hakim Ziyech. Matic with the ball driver! It's time for another episode of At The Bridge Pod, your number one Chelsea FC podcast. Coming up on this episode, here we go, it's the Friday show, and we've got news on Moises Caicedo, Rhys James, Ryan Shirky, Christian Pulisic, and we even have a guest on. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of At The Bridge Pod. I'm joined in a virtual room filled with lions. I've got got Chris. Berth and Ollie are out today, but uh, Ollie will appear in his own voice form later on. Um, but I get to give a very warm welcome to a man who's a football columnist at NSS Magazine and NSS Sports, whose latest piece is on the other Barcelona across the Atlantic. And it is a must read for a listener because it is listeners because it is a good piece because I read it myself today and it yeah it's, it, it's pretty damn good. I was It was a good lunch break. Uh, it is, it is, it is Jay McIntosh. How are you doing, my man? Yeah, I'm good. That's very kind of you. Thanks. I always forget with, um, with those columns as well, <laughs> they're sort of written a few weeks in advance. So that one's already, that's about a month old, that one, but they're written sort of ahead of time. But yeah, it's very kind of you. But thanks so much for having me on because you spoke to me a few times and I've, uh, I've always been busy, especially since I've come back from, uh, from traveling around. So thank you very much for having me. Oh, it's, it's a pleasure. Uh, Chris, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm good. Um, I would, I would, I'd like some better weather. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> finishing for summer, and then it's it's more like autumn. I so I don't know what's going on. Don't don't say that. It's like 45 plus in Europe. It's like I know. I look and go. It's, oh, I don't know if I want it that hot. It's 4.5 here. It's ridiculous. <laughs> it's true. I mean, you just get heavy, heavy rain, and then. Across in Italy, I'm looking at, in Spain, I'm looking at like temperatures of 40, 45. I'm like, yeah, I don't want that either, though. It's no, yeah, that's like dreadful. That's... No, that no, is, no, I was in, um, I was in India earlier this year and it was 40, just over 40 degrees there. And I'm a, I've got ginger hair too. And I'm telling you now, 40 degrees is a, is the worst thing. Humid. <laughs> the worst scary. experience ever. It was awful. Yeah. Bloody I hell. Hate, I hate, I hate extreme heat. We all, we all do. I, I mean, right. I always ask what the guys are looking forward to this weekend. So, so what are you looking forward to this weekend? Do you want me to answer uh, first? As I'm the guest, or is it Chris first? Go on, Jay. Go on. Yeah, you go, I don't Jay. Even know. I don't, I don't to know. Think. To be fair, sorry, I've, I've probably done Chris a favour. What am I looking forward to this weekend? What, <laughs> on, a, on a personal level, anything. Um, what am I looking forward to this weekend? Um, Oh, goodness me, I don't know. Avoiding arguments on football Twitter is my plan for this weekend. <laughs> You're not, no charts there. Yeah, yeah. Does so that happen? Is, that's my plan. I'm having a quiet oh. notifications weekend is my plan. Oh. That's how that's how tragic it gets for people. Oh, t- to be fair, to be fair, mine's just movie filled again. I mean, I've got, I'm going to see Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning on Sunday. And, and get, hey, going based on the previous entries in that franchise, I'm guessing the mission will probably turn out to be possible. Uh, Chris, Chris, what have you got? What have you got? Uh, I'll just I go on holiday Monday, so it'll just Ooh. be a lot of preparing for that. I imagine cleaning the car out—that's a nightmare. Packing, Enough. don't like that either. Um, <laughs> probably probably do some shopping at some point. I could not t- an overly exciting weekend. I'm not going to lie. Oh, 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 we we do love you, but I could sort of see where they get the Roy. Ke- you you are our Roy Keane, aren't you? 
I, yeah. I love it. I love it. <laughs> we love you, though. We really do. Um, I did think, though, because we have Jay on as a guest, we would have both the Lone Army Carousel quiz and the former Blue. So kicking off the show with that, who's that former Blue? Uh, if you've listened to the Ben Jacobs episode, Jay, please don't answer the question straight after. <laughs> when he okay, drops that, was brilliant. When he got it straight in one, I was like, and thank you. Dominic Solanke, yes, it was. Let's move on. Uh, right. This former Blue played 77 games for the Blues. He scored 25 times, which is quite shocking, really, when you think. He played in six different countries, and his brother currently plays for Barnsley. And he has played with Stephen Fletcher, Tal ben Ihim, and Zeke Fryers. Does anyone have any ideas? Oh, my goodness. No. Fair play to Ben Jacobs for getting things right. Oh, he just got it in so. one. It was just kind of like, oh, okay. Yeah, that, that, was impre- that was impressive. I remember it was that. Brilliant. It was so Goodness good. Me. I haven't got Absolutely a clue who this is. No idea who that we'll, could be. We'll, we'll see. We'll see at the end. We'll see. Uh, with that, let's hit the news. It's that time of the week where we check out the news that you may have missed in the elevator of Chelsea news. Uh, Chelsea's recruit, FA's head of performance, Bryce Kavanagh, to Mauricio Pochettino's backroom staff. Negotiations for Moises Caicedo between Chelsea and Brighton are now moving. Chelsea are no longer interested in making a proposal to Flamengo for Mateus Franca. Christian Pulisic has officially left Chelsea after four long years. Mauricio Pochettino is keen to have a homegrown core to his Chelsea team with Rhys James, Levi Colwell, Armando Brogia and Conor Gallagher. And finally in the news, today is World Kebab Day. And Bundesliga side, Cologne will offer Donna Kebabs at home games from next season onwards. Any fans there? Any fans of that? No, I'm not a kebab fan. <laughs> I couldn't resist <laughs> but to include it. I mean, you know, when I'm not giving out the hot takes, I'm, I, you can be found in the uh, kitchen making hot cakes, but... Oh man, it was just so interesting to find out about it. It was like, oh, Cologne, and there was a lot. There was a long studied history with Germany and the kebab. It's it's quite interesting, but mm. another time, another day. I mean, what, what what from this week's news has grabbed your attention, Jay? This week's news. Um, to be honest with you, if it, speaking purely purely Chelsea related, it's um, it's Ethan Ampadu pictures in training have been something that caught my attention specifically. Mm. Um, I don't know whether that counts as news. Mm. I guess it maybe it does, but um, I think a discussion potentially around uh, Ampadu at some point between Chelsea fans might be might be something that that, that takes place. And um, I, I see him as a potentially useful utility squad player. Although I am getting sick of the phrase utility player. But that's 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 what's caught my eye this week. Chelsea specifically is Ampadu sort of backing in and around the training. I mean, it, I hope he doesn't go out on another loan. Because, I mean, when we signed him controversially at the time from Exeter, you just think it, it's not it's it's not the career you'd expect to have turned out for him. And he's no. it, been such a great player as well, especially in Serie A. And, yeah, I mean, I'll bring up one player who we are linked with. Ryan Shirky to, to Chelsea is a big one going down right now. And we saw Simon Phillips report that, contract and personal terms are close to being agreed and then Chelsea will make Leon an offer. I call that tapping up, but we don't do that anymore. Apparently it doesn't matter. So he's a very interesting profile of player for sure. I mean, he can cover the right wing and the the cam roles as as a backup as well. And if Poch can sort of boost his fitness levels up to to new heights, I mean, it's a smart signing for me. What do you think, Chris? Yeah, looks a very exciting player. 
uh, quite direct, skillful, creative. Mm. Um, does look does look a good player. I, I, I've said before as well. I, I like it when we sign people from France because uh, <laughs> that's fair. Our, our, tra- our track record's good. Uh, it is. Yeah, it's fair. Yeah, I just think the only thing I would say that he's probably missing at the minute is being more effective with the final part in terms of goals and assists. You look at his numbers; they're not uh, overly impressive, but. I think that's that that's sort of going to come with age because he's only young. Um, but yeah, yeah, an exciting player, and I, he would be a good a good player to add, especially considering the amount of wingers that were that we've got rid of already, and probably still going to get rid of. Yeah, I looked at his ball carrying metrics, and he he, he was he was third in league one behind only Messi, who was obviously top, and then Mbappe, and he's he's also got the highest expected assist numbers for anyone under twenty three in all of Europe. But they're not that high because his teammates are very, very poor at finishing, which is quite ironic because if he moves to Chelsea, we, we haven't had a good track record of uh, putting the ball in the net, have we? I mean, what do you think about Cherky, Jay? I think if you look at his FB ref, he looks like a star, doesn't he? I often yeah. see uh, pictures of FB refs on my, my timeline. I I think everyone who's sort of played football manager or FIFA or whatever has, has known about Cherky for, for ages. He's mm. been an absolute golden boy. Um I do I do worry about players that don't look like they've ever applied themselves defensively. And I know that people are going to tell me, you know, Cherky is specifically an attacker and he's a gem of a forward and he's super young and he's dynamic. He's got skills. He can throw little lacroquettes here and there and he's got everything about him. But, you know, I think in the Premier League, you do need some aspect of, of industriousness in every player. Um, and I've, I've spoken before about how I, I really rate Poch as a fullback coach was the first thing that ever stuck out for me about him and the way in which he, he cultivates the work rate of his fullbacks. I really enjoy. And I think if he can uh, instigate a bit of a, a defensive work ethic, nothing major, mm. um, just, a, just a little bit, you know, he's a jerky as right. I think he's a, he's got a nice little stocky build. I think he could work in the Premier League if, if that bit, if that bit sort of ironed out, but yeah, exciting nonetheless. Although, Part of me wants to see a really, really old player join the club. Just to yeah, it'd be nice. Out. <laughs> yeah, forty yeah. plus maybe. I mean, I know someone had mentioned about the fact that he he gets his, his injury record, but that's not fair because he only missed eighty nine games, eighty nine days. Sorry, seventeen games for Leon because of a metatarsal fracture, and that 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 can't, it's not really it's not like the recent injury bug that hit us last season. But going forward, look, it would look next article. It wouldn't be the news without an update on Brighton and Moises Caicedo. And it's pretty much Liverpool are considering a move if Fabino and Henderson leave. Chelsea are apparently nearing an agreement on a deal with Brighton. We also then rejected a 40 million bid for Levi Colwell. I mean, is there anything to add here or just should we just move to the next bit of Pudisic and have a moan? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what to say about the move. Carcedo is a fabulous player. Yeah. Get him in. I don't want to hear too much more about it. I've heard plenty and the updates are all the same. So, yeah, exactly. No, notify me when he joins. Yeah, exactly. I mean, Chris, are we getting very close to the. Uh, we do not care. When any update comes up about Carcedo. Yeah. Yes. yes, because as Jay as Jay just said, all the updates are the same. That They're updates not. for update. That, that <laughs> updates for updates' sake, just to keep it rolling on and I just. Show me him with the shirt or don't talk, tell me about him at all. Mm. Yeah, I think that's fair. I mean, swiftly moving, Pulisic, uh, I quote here, and he said, 
I haven't got the opportunities I've wanted in recent years and haven't reached the level that I want to be at. And, and this is a great opportunity for me to do that. Of course, there are definitely times where I wish I could have gotten more of an opportunity and been that guy. But yeah, for whatever reason, that's not the case. I mean, is this fair points he's made about his time at Chelsea? Or is it a case of you can't play if you're not fit? Mm. Um, I think it's a bit of both. I, I do think he hasn't grasped the opportunities that he has been given. Um, and he has had injury problems, which probably means that managers don't want to rely on him heavily. Mm. Uh, but at the same time, I said for a long time that Pulisic on the left wing, his his numbers from that position was 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 good and relatively consistent, and he kept playing everywhere but there. Yeah. Um, so I, I do think there was part part of that as well. And I think you know lockdown Pulisic was unbelievable, the, and the, the streets won't forget him. And I think even before that though. Um, in his first season, he he, he showed glimpses of, of of that as well until he got injured. I I just think he's one of them players where, a bit like he is for America, he needs to be almost a big fish in a small pond, and mm. he was never going to be that at Chelsea, so he struggled with that. But I do think there was an element of never finding a way to get the best out of him, except for in those small periods where Lampard did. Yeah, well, what do you think on this, Jay? Yeah, I'm 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 pretty much turning the line as uh, as everyone else's. I think the 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 idea that he should have got more of a chance, I think, is is something you know you see some of his uh, his strong supporters talk about. But he had four separate injuries at Chelsea that kept him out for over fifty days. One of those injuries yeah. kept him out for one hundred and fifty six days. It's when the the best ability is availability at certain points, and with Pulisic, yeah. I think that rings true. And um, I actually think that when he got his chance, he, he usually done quite well. I remember um, early, early days of sort of working in football and talking about how I thought his ceiling was was much greater than Hudson-Odoi's. And, I'm, you know, part of me still thinks that. And I think uh, this is a, a great place for him. But, mm. yeah, opportunity-wise, this is Chelsea Football Club. It's, you know, if you want to be an elite football club, you have to play at an elite level, whatever mm. chance you get, whenever you get it, really. And, you know, he did that sometimes, didn't others. And I think at the end of the day, the injuries... Uh, and probably the wages were were a bit much. So um, I hope he does well at AC Milan. Um, that's that's all really. Yeah, he missed a lot of games at, at Chelsea because of injury, and that 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 doesn't help. And probably our chaotic transfer policy as well probably didn't help him. I mean, it's it's interesting because I looked at his numbers from Dortmund, and they 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 weren't all that impressive. I mean, he got 19 goals and 26 assists in 127 games. And for us, he got 26 goals, 21 assists in 145. So it's it's very similar records. I don't know. I saw some people say, is it the idea of Pulisic was greater than that of the player? I mean, did we buy on hype and that train just never got going? It's it's one of them, isn't it? I don't think so. Oh, okay. I, 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 I don't think necessarily that. I think the injuries have really played a part in his career. Oh, yeah. I think the mm. missing that many games has definitely lowered his what was a really high ceiling. And I think we seen mm. that when we first signed him, and then we definitely seen it during lockdown that he's he has got that potential. But when you can't play consistently without getting injured, and then 
you lose that faith in your body and there's, then there's the mental side of being injured all yeah. the time as well. I just think that's really holding back. I, I don't think it was necessarily one of those transfers that we got wrong. I just think it was a matter of circumstance which has made it look like a worse deal than it probably was. Hmm. I, I kind of that's, I'm, that's definitely true. Am I right in remembering that it was the FA Cup final where he ruptured his hamstring? Yeah, after scoring the opening yeah, goal. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> that's such bad luck as well. I mean, it's one of them. It's like, what could have been? It really is. Um, also, I think you have to, with Pulisic specifically, sorry to sort of cut into your flow. No. Um, he's a he's a specifically unique player. And actually, I think he was the only one on the market at the time when Chelsea signed him. Certainly now, I think there's potentially a few more. But his, as if you think of the internal workings of a club, there will be people looking at Pulisic as a, as a sort of marketing tool. Mm. He is a gateway to the biggest market on the planet. Um, and he's mm. captain of that side. So, yeah. from a from a club perspective, they've probably they've probably reached their goals with Pulisic in terms of what they've been able to earn from him and sort of expose the brand to the, to the states. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'd say it's I'd say exactly what Chris said. It's more of a it's more just not being available really mm. that's that's let him down. I think if he was fit all the time, he'd probably start more often than not. Yeah, I think that's probably that's quite fair. Uh, right, this this time of last year, we did a segment that we called Inner Monologues, and it was inspired by the Around the NFL podcast. Uh, what, well, what what happened was we, we took time, we dove, drove, dove into the minds of everyone at Chelsea, from players, coaching staff to Todd Bowley himself, and we shared their inner monologues, shared their plans, hopes, dreams and fears ahead of the new season. We'll be doing that again today, ahead of the 23-24 season. Ali has sent in his for us to play on the show so i've got to pull those clips up in a minute um chris also got his don't worry jay don't there's no pressure on you here you can kick back relax and just react <laughs> to each one and you know we, i've put i always put questions in mind so it's it gives a it gives a, a good bit of a, a, a discussion so i'm gonna i'm gonna say this now this is the the best prepared chelsea podcast there is you guys put in some effort there. The oh thank you we, we try we, 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 we do our best uh, right, I've, I've got Kepper. Now this can be this. I'm sh- I am gutted. Ollie is not on for this one. I actually am gutted. So Ollie, uh, Kepper. Oh wow, entering Cobham sure feels different this summer. I- I'm not sure if it's because Potch is in charge, the fact it's a steady twenty degrees outside, or that I am now the club's longest serving player. Well, non academy. But but why should that small asterisk take the shine off my title? Liverpool fans don't let the asterisks on their Premier League title take the shine off. Uh, am I being bitter there? Well, look, I'm losing a track of what I'm saying. Uh, I need to stop doing that on the pitch as well. I mean, yeah, I'm the longest serving player. Hope I'm made captain. I should be made captain. I showed I was a board leader from my first season when I took charge of that Caribou Cup final. I just hope that Ollie on that At The Bridge pod doesn't keep complaining how I can't save a long distance shot. I'm going to show him this season. I mean, is, is Kepper going to become captain and keep Ollie quiet this season? <laughs> I surely not. I, I, I don't. I, he won't. He won't be my captain. Surely, I, I, Ollie would lose his mind if he was my captain. I, I mean, I don't know who's going to get the captain. I go on. I mean, what what are you thinking, Jay? Is he is he going to be our captain? I, do you know what? I have strong opinions about captains. I think captains matter. I often get told they don't, but Kepper definitely cannot be captain in any way, shape, or form for me. I. He definitely he, he cannot save long shots. He fr- no, not Kepper. I think it should be Thiago Silva, mm. ideally as club captain, and then 
Uh, preferably Reese, if and when he's fit on the pitch, if, uh, if Thiago Silva's not playing. Other than that, I don't know. Maybe I mean, they can do a competition in training every week or fans can vote. Something weird that Chelsea will do like that. Do the Arsenal thing where they have like five caps. To be fair, they do that a lot in Europe. They have like, I think five caps. I'm sure Real Madrid at one point had mm. four captains on rotation. I'm pretty certain. I'm, I might be wrong, but I'm pretty certain. Right, I'm going to play Ollie's first one. And he has a little intro as well. I haven't listened to this, so I really hope he's actually put an intro. He's not just gone, right, this is my video my clip. <laughs> Hello, dear listeners. This is me, Ollie, speaking to you from the past. Uh, I can't be there at the episode today, and I'm sorry for that, uh, but I will uh, make sure that I am around on Monday. Anyway, here are my uh, my monologues. The first one is Marcus Bettinelli. This is my time. I know most people expect me to just collect my paycheck and ride the bench, but I'm so much more than that. A key member of the squad, prestigious winner of the 5-1 defeat over the Galactico Chesterfield, and motivational (laughs) speaker on the weekend. Times are tough, you know, the cost of living is high. I'm one of the oldest serving members of the squad now. Eduard gone, Kepa struggling. What are the owners looking for a new starting keeper for? They've got one of Middlesbrough's finest right here i'll get my chance and one day be compared to czech or yashin both of them wore hats while they played maybe that's the key note to self buy a goalkeeping hat i'm the mighty marcus bettinelli and i will not be ignored or i will either way works for me i'm loaded i mean do you think bettinelli's got a chance this season (laughs) that was actually really good (laughs) ollie's always so good he is. He's brilliant. I, it's a shame he's not on to deliver that in person. It I really mean, is. That was really, really good. I don't. I don't see bet. I mean, it, <laughs> then again, no, he's going to be going to be third choice again, isn't it? Let's be honest. What we he's going to be assistant manager by the end of the season or something strange. Uh, yes. Oh no, that's that means our season's gone dreadfully wrong again. <laughs> John Terry is manager and Bettinelli assistant. Oh, beautiful. It's beautiful. He is a he, he was Burf's favourite player last year, though, wasn't he? It was. He used to always pick, pick him, him well. every week. <laughs> every week. <laughs> oh man! I mean, Chris, Chris, who have you got? Who have you got? Uh, I'll go with Enzo first. Oh, lovely! All right, so let's 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 start. Um, I can't believe I've had more managers than assists already, and I've only joined in January. <laughs> I really hope we sign some more midfielders because it is going to be hard to play by myself. Although, if I if we don't, I will definitely be our best midfielder this year. So, every cloud. <laughs> oh, man. That's it. <laughs> I mean, he might be our best midfielder. If, if, if we get that Caicedo person that we keep referring, we keep talking about in, him and in, we haven't fairness, signed him yet. He, he, is, he is our only midfielder at the minute, isn't he? <laughs> him, feel that him, way. And, uh, him and Gallagher maybe yeah Gallagher's <laughs> still there linked with Spurs for some reason because we do business with them apparently I've never known that I don't think that's we've, weird I don't think we've done business with Spurs. have we done business Jay you seem you, you've got more knowledge than me on this I feel Has, have we ever done business with Spurs ever did Gallas go from Chelsea to Spurs no he yeah, went from Ar- he went from Arsenal yeah. oh that's even worse Yes, really. um, Gallus went from he oh, had yeah, Chelsea, he Arsenal, yeah. and Spurs. So, yeah. does any of our fan base, any of those three, like you still? 
<laughs> oh man oh dear me I right. don't think many of those fan bases liked Galas at the time there when was he was a... playing for their team so now, he was very good for us until he said that he was. something about he was going to score home goals if he didn't move yeah and he, then he, he was a weird character wasn't he and then Arsenal went hey Ashley Cole for William Gallas and we went yep that's that's good enough for us we'll take the he best left back in the league to Tottenham um, yes, he did play for Tottenham. I don't know whether he went straight from Chelsea to Tottenham, but I'd have thought so because he I wasn't mean, young when he left Chelsea, was he? Idika Johnson definitely played for Spurs, but I think that was it would have been on after Barcelona. Barcelona. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Gus Foyer did as well, right? Yeah, that's true. That's yeah. true. That. Hmm, maybe. Uh, right, my final one is the medical department. Oh dear. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh boy, new season, new season vibes. Here we go again. I keep being told we broke records last season in the injury department. When I when I brought that a bottle of champagne in, yeah, it didn't really go down well. I feel I feel this season though it's going to be different. No World Cup break to burn our players out. The new guy in charge did say he likes triple training sessions. I'm not going to let it get me down. I'm not going to worry. This season we, we'll have the least amount of injuries out of all the clubs. Reese James, Wesley Fafana, and Ben Chilwell. All clean, healthy seasons. That reminds me, where are we heading this preseason? Oh, America. I wonder what stadiums we'll be playing at. Uh, Lincoln Financial Field. Nice. Uh, Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm all for that. And FedEx Field. Oh, shit. So, so what I learned from all that when I, I went into the minds of the medical team, do you think injuries will be better this season? And second, are you scared? Because I am that we're playing at the injury capital of the world stadium, FedEx Field. Mm. I I'm going to say I think the injury situation will be better than last mm. season. I, I don't know how Chris feels about it, but um, I, part of me thinks it's purely because a lot of players that get injured are leaving. Um, yeah, that's true. That's which fair. really helps the situation. Um, so yeah, I think I, I hope I hope it will be better. Um, I'm trying to search uh, somewhere in my brain for knowledge of how well Tottenham's team did under Poch and not getting injured, but I simply can't remember. Um, oh, yeah. I think I'm, I'm optimistic. I'm optimistic. I'm not going to be. I'm not going to be fearful. I mean, Chris, there is a reason that I I keep referring to the injury capital of FedEx Field because obviously everyone knows my NFL love, and it's. I'll just bring up this right now. Four of the players that got injured there, Joe Burrow, Adrian Peterson, Robert Griffin III and Chase Young, tore their ACLs. Alex Smith had his horrific leg injury. Uh, it, it's just, it's it's a fact we're playing there against, I think it's Fulham. Uh, I'm, I mean, Reese James had that knock as well this week. You just think, oh, <laughs> I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, I, I mean, I, it's a genuine fear because we're Chelsea and, we we love injuries, um, mm-hmm. but uh, I'm not I'm not overly concerned about that. I mean, there's nothing we can do about it now. We've agreed mm-hmm. to the game, and it is where it is. Um, I agree with Jay, though. I think the uh, I think the injuries are going to be better this year. I think most of our injury prone players have left, so you've helped yourself straight away there. I think yeah. having a having a younger squad, in theory, they shouldn't get as many injuries. Because they should be fitter, or their body should be able to cope with the demand better. Mm. From what I remember of Poch's time at Tottenham, I don't remember him having a lot of injuries. I think Harry Kane was the one who got 
probably injured the most. I don't remember him ever having an injury crisis. So I think he does do that. And I think his his sort of fitness coaches and that make sure that the players are up to a certain standard as well. And I think that's what it is going to be this year, just about raising the standard of players looking after themselves and not constantly relying on the medical department or the fitness team to tell them what to do. They need to start taking responsibility for their own recovery and preparation. Yeah, I've just pulled up now and I've gone on to the cartilage free captain on SB Nation and it, there was the... I think it this was it was his final season there. He had Son go out injured. Loris dislocated his elbow. Oh, I remember that. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Oh, oh, that makes me shudder. Uh, Lo Celso got injured in a friendly. Ryan Session got injured. Oh, uh, those don't seem that seems to be like a one-off. Yeah, it's not so. bad though, is it? No, yeah, it's, it's not bad. It's not, it's not terrible. We um, have more injuries than that in a week. Yeah, we. <laughs> it did feel like that last year. It really did. Right. Before I hit uh, Ollie's final one, what's your one, Chris? Uh, I've got Conor Gallagher. He uh, does. I think have, Ollie's yeah. done. Yeah, he Ollie's does as well. This will be curious. So we'll do mine first because yeah, please. Ollie's will be better than mine. So we'll, oh, end, on, we'll, end, we'll end on a high. We'll um, see. Right. Conor Gallagher. Uh, I don't understand Chelsea fans. They, they love to support players from the academy, but they don't seem to support me very much. I'm wondering if it's because I've been on 27 loans already that they forgot that I actually played for the academy. <laughs> One positive, though, is I'm really thankful to Mason Mount for taking the heat off me because I was the player who Chelsea fans wanted out most and now Mason Mount has drawn all that attention. I'll be forever grateful to him for that. No yeah. matter how this season goes, it could go great. It could go wrong. I could get a red card on one of my first games again. But no matter what happens, I've just got to remember, I will always have wonderful hair. <laughs> I mean, that's true, actually. <laughs> his hair is incredible. God, his hair, his hair is great. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I, I do wonder if uh, how relieved he was when it was like, and Mount's gone. Ooh, oh, no, it's all going to come on to me, isn't it? Oh, Suddenly, like, no one on social media was talking about Conor Gallagher anymore. And I they know. haven't since either. It's like he's just drifted away into the background. He's staying nice and quiet. Yeah. Like, oh, just leave me alone for a bit now. Oh, right. Uh, here we go. This is this is Ollie's Gallagher monologue. My next monologue is Conor Gallagher. Right. Time to run through the season ahead. Oh God, I love running. I know I'm not the (laughs) fastest, or the most technical, or the best passer, or the best shooter, or the best defender, or the best crosser of the ball, or the most skillful, but you know what I can do? I can run. I've wanted to be a marathon runner ever since I was a kid, but football was always more lucrative. I love running. Sometimes I just run in place on the spot. It's my (laughs) favourite thing to do after a long day of training. If I could run to and from Cobham every day, I would. It's a shame N'Golo is gone. We could have done it together. I love everything about running. The speed, the wind flowing through my hair, and the way my feet hit the ground. I run applications on my computer, just so it can run too. (laughs) I let my dogs run amok. When I'm older, I'm going to even run for president. I'm looking forward to working with Pochettino. He loves running, and I do too. So I think we're going to be best friends. Anyway, got a dash. Time for more running. I love it so much. <laughs> Jay's just there like, what have I got into today? 
<laughs> Honestly, I've, I've had to mute myself so I don't laugh over the monologue. That is so good. I mean, is Conor Gallagher going to be doing the running for Chelsea or is he going to head to Spurs and run over there? Uh, I hope he stays at Chelsea, to be honest. I don't know what you guys uh, what you guys think, but I hope he stays at Chelsea, definitely. I, I mean, yeah, I'd, I, I, I've, I've, yeah. I really like Gallagher. I, yeah. I, I, I actually don't understand. I think it's really strange that Conor Gallagher gets criticised for running around. Mm. And yet all of the other players get criticised for not running around. Seems very strange that you're criticising <laughs> both. Like he you're runs right. too much and he doesn't run at all. So we want somewhere in the middle, but I don't understand because he, he clearly gives his all whenever he's on the pitch. And everything mm. Holly said in a jokey way is true. He's not the most technically gifted player. He's not the best at certain things, but He's not the worst either. I think he, I think he gets a little bit of a bad rep for, for nothing really. I don't really understand why people hate him. Mm. I mean, when he came back from his loan from Palace, he was their player of the season, and everyone was just so excited to see him on the field. Yeah. You know, I was hyped myself, and obviously, yeah, it's just a bit unlucky. You know, he got a goal of the season. I mean, come on. I mean, that wasn't probably not the biggest pool of uh, <laughs> of choices no. in that, was it? Which one? Uh, we we scored ten this year. Oh, felt like ten. Uh, I hope. I hope he's. I hope he stays. To be fair, I think he'll be good under Potch as well. I think he's a, mm. a very Potch yeah, type player. Definitely. That's the thing, isn't it? So, think fingers crossed he stays. Fingers crossed. So we head to the mailbag. Uh, we have we have a question that's been sent into us this week. Blue Raven has dropped us this. Why the hell is it taking us so long to get anything on incomings? We are maybe interested in potentially making an offer on every player out there, but nothing so far while other teams are moving on players we need, i.e. midfielders. I mean, yeah, it's a fair point. Uh, What what do you think? What do you think on this one, Jay? Uh, Well, primarily we had to to get rid of players to meet the the July 1st deadline, right? So that was was the sort of initial impetus behind the structuring of the the summer plan. Secondly, I think this is, you know, this is not... um, this is not one the the question's fault necessarily, but I think this is just standard for for fans of most sports, where especially sort of elite sports. And I mean elite sports like football or you know, where you have transfers of people. Mm. Um for example, Kaiseido, 80 million pounds, an 80 million pound deal in any form of anything takes ages. That's it's just a massive money deal, and you have wages and you have a structure and you have two yeah. parties that need to iron things out. It it takes forever and Brighton are a club that's willing to sell, but seemingly at points not particularly easy to work with um, because they know that they can drive a hard bargain because, you know, you would do. Uh, mm. that's, why, that's why I think it takes time. And actually, I've always said this. I would, I'd rather Chelsea use academy players as, as sort of second or third choices rather than sign a, a sort of middling player just because, you know, he is a second or third option. I don't want any more Zappacostas or, or Bakiokos. <laughs> so I'd rather the club take a bit of time and hopefully get a, the, the few gems we need rather than maybe speeding up just to get people through the door. Yeah, it doesn't help that on FIFA and Football Manager you can get a sign-in done within about 10 <laughs> seconds. Uh, look, I, I kind of feel it's two things. I mean, the first was the focus. We we as you said, outgoings, you know, reduce that roster down from an all you can eat buffet to a modest meal for two, whilst getting the best price for those outgoings. And that's been achieved. Brilliant. Uh second thing, 
look, we, we are refusing to enter bidding wars. We've seen that with Manuel Agate, and we saw that literally today with Mateus Franca from Flamengo. You know, once that news had leaked out, which in the, apparently in the club's mind was to fuel a bidding war, we dropped our interest. Now, look, some may moan about that, but this is not the way. In my view, I feel it's the right move. You don't want to, you just do not want to become known as the club who will pay whatever to secure a target. I mean, we look at Manchester United, uh, the Manchester United tax is a real thing. And it and it's, look, it's as real as never back in that early kickoff. Look, Ajax said it last season, you, well, they used it last season, didn't they, with Anthony? And we used it with Mason Mount. Todd Bowley doesn't want the Chelsea tax to be the next thing. I mean, what do you think, Chris? I mean, I do think it, it's definitely partly down to focusing more on outgoings. And I think that, that's what everyone said we needed to do. We, we was all in agreement. I think all Chelsea fans for the first time in 17 years was all in agreement that the main thing we needed <laughs> to do was clear people out. Yeah. Uh, and we've done that. Um, and I think people are forgetting as well that we have signed three people. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, yeah. Gusto's come in. Uh, you know, I know he was done in January, but he's still a new signing for us. So yeah. he's come in and Kunku's come in. Jackson's come in. Mm-hmm. So just because it's not necessarily the signings people want, like, I don't know, the Jackson one's gone a bit sort of under the radar, really. I, I don't think it got, it's got people excited. And it, it might have felt enough, like another one of those signed to loan players but mm. I, I don't think he was I think he is going to be in the first team um, so we have made signings I, I, I think Brighton aren't easy to deal with while the Caicedo, the Caicedo deal is dragging on so much yeah. is, is partly that as well and I, I think I don't know whether it's partly down to Poch as well I think maybe he's looking at it and thinking well I need to judge the players who are here first before I really know what we what what I, I I need and what we're what we need to to get you know you, like Jay was talking about Ampadu earlier and that's mm. a prime example if if he sees something in Ampadu that he can work yeah. with and he thinks he'd be a good player then that's another player in the for the squad we don't have to sign he's already there mm. so mm. there'd be no point in going to sign three midfielders and then thinking oh I'd like to keep Ampadu because he's yeah, another yeah. one who plays in that position so I, I do think it's partly down to that as well I don't think we I think we all said this before that we don't we didn't need major incomings this this uh, summer because mm. we'd done a lot of signings anyway yeah. already um, it was about getting the right players and I think once Caicedo's in ideally I would still like another striker but you know if it doesn't happen it doesn't happen I, I, I wouldn't be unhappy going into the season with the squad how it is now um, after Caicedo's coming or whoever comes in, in if, if that deal doesn't get done. Yeah, I think goalkeepers want to keep an eye on as well because Mendy's gone. Salina's yeah. still on the book. He hasn't gone out on loan yet. So that's quite curious. So that would mean Kepa's number one. It'd be interesting. That'd be interesting. I think Ke- Kepa is going to be number one this season. Yeah, I'd I don't say think there's fair. any doubt about that. Yeah, we already established he'll be the captain. So that's just what <laughs> yeah. it is, isn't it? Right, right. We move... To the Lone Army Carousel. Uh, the game of categories. Rules are simple. I'll give you a category. You, you guys give me an answer. It fits into that category. You take too long to answer. Yes, the Jason Cundy alarm is. Has anyone seen Spurs? 
Oh, so next Wednesday, well, this Wednesday coming, we play in the Florida Cup final against Wrexham. I have no idea how we're in a cup final when there was no games prior, but hey, that's, that's what they called it. And one of their owners, this is a very different question I've done this week, uh, is actor, film producer and businessman Ryan Reynolds. So I thought for something different, I want you to name every Ryan Reynolds film that he has appeared in. Voice acting roles count, but but I'm going to make it easy here. You only need to give me films including and between the years of 2010, 2020, and there are 26. I had to, yeah, I had to go completely left field. <laughs> And I really hope you know at least one. <laughs> so, <laughs> as the guest, Jay, name me one of these 26. Uh, the Hitman's Bodyguard. You're damn right, Chris. What was the years that you said? So I just missed that. Between, Between 2010 and 2020. You can include films in those years. Okay. Um, Deadpool. Yep. Deadpool 2. Yes. <laughs> Nice. <laughs> love that. Uh, R.I.P.D. Oh, I love that film. I don't care what other people say. Oh, goodness. I can see the cover of the film. He, um, free Guy? Yeah. Oh, wait. Was that... That wasn't... I don't think that counts. No, that's is that wrong. Not, is that not count? No, because that was after 2020. Oh, yeah, it was. Oh, I've just had to double check my own thing then. 2021. 20, yeah. Oh, Chris, you can win it here. Uh, you can win it early. Um, I think this might fall outside the years as well. The proposal? Yeah, it does. Oh, anyone got any final ones before I read them all out? <laughs> there's a, um, there's a, I, I, uh, oh, the Hitman's, has he got a Hitman's Wife film? Yeah, Hitman's that was after, after 2020. Oh goodness me! Right, I get what that. about what about uh, Green Lantern? No, that's that's in. Early. Yeah, you've got it. Oh. That, that that counts as a win, right? You could have had Buried. That's very good. I, oh, I love it's, that. It's it's, it's it's a hard watch, but it, it's good. Uh, yeah. The check the change up, a film not the Oscar winning one, The Whale, uh, Safe House, Ted, The Crudes, Turbo, Ted. The Voices, The Captive, A Million Ways to Die in the West, Mississippi Grind, Woman in Gold, Selfless, Criminal. No Good Deed, Life, Great Bear Rainforest, Detective Pikachu, Hobbs and Shaw, Six Underground, and The Crude A New Age. There we go. Look at that. That's some. It's amazing that of of all of those films you just named, I think I only know, I think I've only heard of about six of them. (laughs) To be sure. Someone of his profile to do so many films there that I've never heard of is weird. It's it's a it's a deep dive, bit of homework we can all watch (laughs) this weekend. Right, the former blue. Before we sign off, who is that for? Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, I see. That's why I brought it. That oh. At the start, I said he played 77 games for the Blues, scored 25 goals, played in six oh. different countries. His brother plays for Barnsley right now, and he has played oh. with Stephen Fletcher, Tal Benayim, and Zeke Fryers. Do... Is it Shevchenko? It's not. It isn't. That's a good... Who would he have played with Stephen Fletcher at? I'm just thinking 25 <laughs> goals. I'm thinking 25 goals. I'm just trying to think, when did Stephen Fletcher play with... That would be awesome. What a strike force. <laughs> right. I'll give you the teams because I think this will give it away instantly. So Ben Aim and Zeki Fryers was at Standard Liège and Stephen Fletcher was at Marseille. Oh, um... 
Uh, Batshuayi. Yes, you got it. You got it indeed. Yeah, no, as soon as I thought about Fletcher, Fletcher at Marseille. Yeah. Uh, do you oh, know, do you know me there? I, I was just, I was so focused on Standard Liège thinking, who the hell have we ever had who played for Standard Liège <laughs> that I couldn't think about anything else? I just fixated on that. To be fair, I can't think of many players that did play for Standard Liège that also were move to Chelsea well, at no, any point in their no, careers. Hence why I was stuck. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's that's pretty fair. I mean, they, they had Yuri Tillemans, but we missed out on signing that midfielder for free. Oh, we'll regret it, will we? Still can't believe that. that ha- he went to Villa. I'm still shocked by that. Good sign. I think we'll for regret that. that move, yeah. You think we'll regret it, though? I don't. He, he was free. And a midfielder. That's fair. That's how I see it. It's kind of, I know you pay a signing on fee and I know you also yeah. have to pay other bits, but he was pretty, he just, that Leicester side last season, unfortunately. Mm. Uh, I, yeah. We'll see. We'll see. Probably be fine when we sign someone else. So, you know. Yeah. Right. Listeners, we're at the end of another episode, but first I want to say thank you to Jay for being on today's episode. It's been a pleasure, really has. Uh, let the listeners know, of course, where they can find you and what you might have article-wise coming up. Uh, article-wise coming up, uh, I'm writing, currently I'm writing a piece this weekend about what a, a sponsorship says about a player uh, and trying to sort of look into that a bit more. But as for trying to find around that, don't, don't worry about finding me. Just make sure to subscribe <laughs> to the podcast. I think that's the most important thing oh, that the you. listeners do. And, and, and thank you guys so much for having me. It's been, a, it's been a genuine pleasure. Really good fun. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much. Right. Thank you, as always, for listening to the episode. Treat yourself well. Uh, we'll be back on Monday to discuss the news from the weekend. Moise Kaiseido updates. Uh, and rounding up our off-season content with, I believe, an At The Bridge pod draft. Uh, that's an Ollie idea, so I'm going to find out about that. I'm looking forward to it. So, till next time, that is us signing off. You've been listening to At The Bridge Pod, a Chelsea FC podcast. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram by searching for At The Bridge Pod. And if you're listening on Apple or Spotify, leaving us a review is always appreciated.